you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the show. Today, I want to talk about Mother's Day. Usually, it's it, right. I'm recording this, and it's about it's yeah, Mother's Day is next weekend. Usually, when I'm thinking about Mother's Day, I'm just like thinking over the last however many years. Well, I've been a mom for 25 years. This is my second Mother's Day where my mom is no longer here, and so Mother's Day has gotten a lot simpler for me. And so I'm recording this because I'm hoping that you're going to walk away from today's episode and you're going to understand a little bit more about why it often feels stressful for us, why it often leaves us feeling a bit disappointed. Um, I know, sounds like a Debbie Downer episode. And I am a glasses half full person. I'm forever the optimist. I, I hope that you leave our time together today ready to make this year better, but like understanding actually what's at play, even if it's just one tiny baby step because you have some added clarity, I think that will be enough. Like, can we just agree? It doesn't have to be perfect, but let's just make this year a little bit better than it was last year. And if you're like, I love Mother's Day, it's the most perfect day ever, it's because maybe you have that rare partner who gets it, (laughs) who fully gets that this is a day about you and you should not be spending your day doing shit you don't want to do. You should not be spending your day buying other people, other mothers, your husband's mother, your partner's mother. You should not be spending your day buying other mothers' presents. Maybe you have that rare partner who truly understands all of the invisible mom jobs that you take on day in and day out. And they're like, yeah, guess what? You're not lifting a finger. You're not doing a damn thing. You're, this is going to be a day that is all about you. There will not be children fighting. There will not be people that you need to feed. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. You do amazing things for all the people that you take care of every single day of the year. And this is the one day that is all about you. If you have that partner, then you can probably stop listening right now (laughs) because most of us don't have that partner. However, what I want to say is it is possible 
to train your partner to be that partner. There's some things involved in doing so. And that is what I want to kind of dissect today. Okay. And why it can feel so hard to train our partners. And I know our partners are not dogs. And I have a friend who's constantly talking about how amazing Scott Rubenstein is. And I'm like, I agree. He's amazing. And for 27 years, I have been training him to be amazing. Just in terms of doing my own work, having the self-worth to know that I'm worthy of having an amazing partner. And yes, I did choose a partner who had an incredible foundation. Like he's a solid dude. He's a good person. And also... There was a lot of male privilege on the scene. (laughs) There was a lot of undoing that I didn't even know what I was doing. So that being said, we're going to dig into some of those pieces today. All right. So asking for what we want, like it's so hard, right? Like it is so freaking hard. If I'm like, well, what do you want on Mother's Day? I've asked a couple of, of the moms that I work with, what do you want? They're like, hmm, I really have to think about that. I'm the kind of mother that really likes to be with my kids on Mother's Day. You know, I hear that quite often. I may have even said it. Okay, you like to be with your kids on Mother's Day. You don't want to go away to a spa or do any of that stuff. All right, I hear you. And being with your kids on Mother's Day, is it, do you feel like it's stressful? Like for me, I know for me, A huge thorn in my side is when my kids fight or are really negative. And so part of the deal for me on Mother's Day was I don't want to hear complaining. I don't want to hear wet blanketing and I have a lot of terms for it, dead ending. You know, like when you're like, oh, when your kids are like, oh, I have to do this thing. You're like, well, how about? And they're like, no, don't dead end it, Corey Rubenstein. Yeah, I don't want to be surrounded with negativity. On Mother's Day. So being around my kids means that if I'm like, oh, let's watch a movie or let's go do, let's go on a family walk, things that normally they'd be like, you have the worst taste in movies, or we don't want to go on a family walk. Like I want to hear them coming from a place of yes. I come from a place of yes. That's one of my 10 truths of mastermind parenting, coming from a place of yes, as much as I possibly can. doesn't mean I say yes to everything, right? I actually come from a place of yes, even when I'm saying no. There's a whole way I teach that. We don't have time to get into that right now. I want to surround myself with people, the people I love the most on Mother's Day who come from a place of yes. So if I was at a stage in my life where I couldn't trust that that was going to happen, I couldn't trust that my partner was going to be able to hold down the fort and I was going to be surrounded with a bunch of negativity, arguing, fighting, stress, chaos. I'd be like, let me get the F out of here. Hell no. Mother's Day is a day to do what you want. And so ask yourself, I think it can be hard. Like, what do I want? Because I said to the this one mom in particular, okay, so you, you are the kind of mom who wants to be with your kids on Mother's Day. And what do you actually want to do? She was like, hmm, I need to think about that. I need to think about that and I'll get back to you. It can be really hard really hard to sit and figure out what do you want, okay? So I want you to know that if you have a hard time, 
thinking about what you want and why this is such a loaded topic. What do you want to do on Mother's Day? There's a couple of stories that come to my mind, and I think that these are invisible patterns for most of us, for many of us. We don't even know why it's so hard to figure out what do I want to do? Like what actually would feel fun and relaxing and maybe even joyful for me? Well, my brother shared a story with me recently that I I don't really remember, but when he shared it with me, I kind of remember it. And it had to do with a Holly Hobby doll. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but I had this little like Holly Hobby, which she was like this homely character back in the day. And I hated this doll and it was in my room forever. And it had like that, like bullshit yarn, like yellow yarn hair and, um, and like the super, like super homely sort of frock of a dress. And, um, I hated that doll. And I remember it sat in my room. I never played with it. It was like, I had a, like a cloth face. Like I was growing up in the age of baby alive. I was watching commercials where like you could feed baby alive actual food and baby alive actually shit in a diaper. And you could change that diaper. Like that's all five and a half, six-year-old me wanted. All I wanted was a baby alive. I remember eventually getting a baby alive, but I also had this Holly Hobby doll. My brother was telling me that he remembers, I think it was when my mom was pregnant with my sister, who's six years younger than me, almost six years younger than me. She was on bed rest for almost the entire pregnancy. And so she couldn't, it must've been, I don't know if it was my birthday or Hanukkah or what it was, but she must've tasked my dad with getting a baby alive doll for me. Because really, I hung out in my mom's room and my grandmother was staying with us, my nanny, and we would watch soap operas with them. Oh, it was such a different time. This is 1975, 1976. Um, My mom, I remember, I would lay in bed with her. We would watch soap operas and she would blow smoke rings. Yeah. People smoked when they were pregnant. Mm -hmm. She would blow smoke rings. And I always thought it was so cool how my mom blew smoke rings. And I'd like ask her to like blow them right next to my face. So I could like put my finger through the middle of the smoke rings. Yeah. So that happened. It was good times. So we must have, I must have like been watching and, and just like trying, just coveting this baby alive. So I think my mom must have tasked my dad with getting it. And he comes home with a Holly Hobby doll. He probably went to like the drugstore or something. And it was probably like these stupid Holly Hobby cloth bullshit dolls. I'm still obviously hated that doll. I'm not over it. He, pro- it was probably on sale or something. And so he gets it and he comes home and he like gives it to me. You know, he's like, oh, here. And I think I must have like been strong-willed. Pretty sure I was that strong-willed kid. And I started crying and freaking out. And um, and my brother says he like remembers like my dad like losing his temper and like throwing at my face, like throwing the doll at my face. I didn't want the Holly Hobby doll. So somebody here comes and gives me a present, right? Like, oh, here's this present. And I don't, but I'm a little tiny kid and I want what I want. And the world hasn't yet trained me to not want what I want. I want a freaking baby alive. I don't want Holly Hobby. And so I cry when I get the thing I don't want. I I get shamed for wanting what I want. 
So I think these stories that most of us don't even remember, I don't even really remember that story. You know, there's there's some resonance of the story, but I don't remember it exactly. I know that every time I looked at that doll in my room, I hated it. I think many of us have these memories of there being a time when we wanted something that we wanted and then we were shamed for it. I remember I had this one mastermind mom who had a memory. I was I was coaching her on something and and we were going through this you know this coaching experience and she had a memory that she from when she was 3 and she was at like a carnival or a fair and she remembers having a meltdown because there was some stuffed animal she wanted to play like you know you play those games and she wanted to play these games and she wanted that stuffed animal and she remembers her dad shaming her. And and so she walked away from that experience as a little three-year-old feeling ashamed for wanting this stuffed animal, wanting this thing that she wanted. And as a result, she was an adult woman who was very much stuck in mother slash martyrhood where she was doing and doing and doing for everyone and exhausted and then would find herself just like losing her shit and flying off the handle because she, you know, how dare she want what she wants, right? How dare she wants. So just, you know, run yourself ragged for everyone else. And then what do we do? Like when you're that human tea kettle where the pressure and the pressure and the pressure, because you're just so busy doing what everyone else wants and you've turned out off the things that you actually want, well, guess what? There's a tremendous amount of pressure and it's building and it's building and it's building. And eventually, because you're a human, you're going to blow. And then you beat yourself up for that too, right? It's just like impossible. Like, you no wonder (laughs) one out of four women, it's probably more, are on antidepressants. No wonder so many of us struggle with anxiety and no wonder Mother's Day is so loaded. What do you want to do? Are we gonna are we gonna see my mom? Are we gonna see your mom? My mom wants us to come for brunch. Your mom wants us to come for dinner. And then you find yourself spending your mother's day where you're the actual mom in the trenches raising the little humans where you have to have eyes in the back of your head. You know, you're playing the game of moments until death every second. And you have to spend your mother's day going from brunch to dinner. Maybe you're even having to host those things. Now you're having to work to make sure that the older generation of mothers feel properly celebrated, even though every single day is free time for them. Like it's really messed up. It's really backwards, right? Like shouldn't everyone be doing everything possible to celebrate and not even just honor, just like give the mom in the trenches a day off, a day of pure joy and relaxation, like everything they can do, including the older generation of moms. Like the older generation of moms, hopefully when we are the older generation of moms, we're going to be like, yeah, guess what? I know what it's like to be a mom in the trenches. And this day is going to be all about my daughter or my daughter-in-law. And I'm going to help to train all of the men people to know how to show up, truly show up for the mothers who are in the trenches. Okay. Asking yourself, what do you actually want? And sitting with, what do I actually want to do on Mother's Day? Do I want to spend it 
going and having meals, making conversation with all of my extended family. Maybe you do. And if you truly do, awesome. Do you want to spend your day or your week, you know, ahead shopping for Mother's Day gifts for the other moms? Or would you like to task your partner with doing that? What about your kids? Are you sure that they're going to show up on Mother's Day with knowing what the expectations are, having it communicated, laying it out for them? Are, are, are you sure that they're going to be getting you cards or making you cards ahead of time? I think it's really tricky to admit to what you want the day to look like. And if that day involves you being away from your kids because you can't trust that they're not going to be wet blankets and complaining and fighting with each other. If you can't 100% trust that they get that this is a super special day and you don't necessarily have faith that your husband or partner is going to protect your desire to have a peaceful, joy-filled day like their life depends on it, then yeah, I highly, highly, highly recommend you become a mom who has the self-worth to remove yourself from that stress and to go away and to have a day. I mean, I don't care if you go, go shop, go uh, get your nails done go for a long walk with a friend, just go away or tell your partner, you, I want to be in my house for this many hours with no one. I don't care what y'all do. Get the kids out of the house for the, for, for this amount of time. I need to relax and have a vacation in my own house. And when you're in your own house, relaxing on that vacation, please, please, please do not do housework and get things done. Just like chill. Think, what do I actually want to do? There's way too much to do day in and day out. And I know these invisible mom jobs, I mean, I've just been like dealing with scheduling tutors and things for Corey recently. He's a junior in high school. Even just like the scheduling of the tutors and then coordinating with Corey and then finding out about his schedule and then him not wanting to talk about it right now. And he's got so much on his plate. And so I'm corralling him. Like it is exhausting. It takes so much bandwidth, even to do tiny things like that. Please remember that Mother's Day is yours to figure out what it is that you want to do, to know that you're worthy of wanting what you want. Just like my client was worthy of wanting that stuffed animal at the carnival, right? She was worthy of wanting it. She was a little kid. She just wanted it. It didn't mean that she was necessarily going to get it, but all her dad had to do is say, you love that stuffed animal. Of course you want it. Should we play one game and see if we can win it? And then when the stuffed animal didn't get one and the child melted down, dad swooped her up and said, I know it's so hard. You wanted it so badly. It was so soft and fluffy. I know it's hard. It's going to be okay, but it's hard. You really wanted it and walked away. That's it. We don't have to make people feel ashamed for wanting what they want. My dad, when he came home with that bullshit Holly Hobby doll, all he had to say was, this wasn't the doll that you wanted. No problem. I'll take it back. You wanted that baby alive. Yeah, let's make it happen. Done. 
Like we don't have to feel ashamed for wanting what we want. And this is a pretty loaded topic because I think it has to do with worthiness and I think it has to do with a lot of faulty conditioning, a lot of faulty conditioning that kids get and especially female kids get. So my Mother's Day wish is for you to walk away and to know I am worthy of wanting what I want. I have no clue, even if you have no clue what that is, having the worthiness to take the time and just even just to try to figure it out. So happy Mother's Day. I see you. I see you. I know you are doing so much. You're keeping people alive, right? And if you're listening to this podcast, most likely you're living with a strong-willed one and they are harder to parent. They are harder to raise. I know, two easy peasies, and I had one strong-willed, and they are harder. So I love you, I see you, I support you, and I hope you have the happiest Mother's Day. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's mastermind underscore parenting. Um, and, you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And, um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.